Well, basically one day I uh, I was off work and I decided that I was going to go salmon fishing in one of the tributaries of uh, you know around Milwaukee, and um, I'd actually never really done salmon fishing before, so I just sort of got my eight weight and some flies and jumped in a truck and tried to find a place I had no idea really where to go. And I was driving down the street when I finally got around the river. I knew I wanted to try out, and I had no idea how to get down there. And suddenly I see this guy standing there getting his fishing rods out with a rod holder on top, and I thought, hey, I'll stop uh, about 20 yards next to him and pretend I know what I'm doing, and then I'll get in a conversation with this guy. And uh, that was Joe standing there, and we probably chatted for about an hour and a half before we even got going to, to the river. And, uh, well, that the funny story about this in the podcast is actually we got talking on my way to the river. I listened to your podcast. And I actually listened to the one where Joe was in it. And he started showing me pictures from this Tarpenville trip he had had. And I was like, hmm, that sounds familiar. I said, are you, the, are you that Joe guy from the podcast? And he goes, what? And, <laughs> so that was kind of funny how... How that turned out that way. Very same morning as I was listening to that podcast, I, I bumped into the guy. So that was that was random. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing. The Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine, the convenience of having flies delivered right to your door, some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. Theflycrate.com Here's your host, Mark Hopley. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Thanks for joining us this time around. And we've got on the program today one return guest in Joe Davies and a new guest in Jonas Larson of Hufius Outdoor Marketplace. Guys, thanks for coming on the program. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, I'll start with you, Jonas. We'll get into Hufius and what you guys are up to. I think it's pretty exciting and uh, I know we've got lots, lots of water, lots of ground to cover on that for sure. But first off, if you don't mind, Jonas, do you mind telling us how you got into fly fishing uh, from the get-go? Well, I grew up in just outside Copenhagen, Denmark, so over in Europe. And uh, I was sort of just doing traditional fishing from when I was probably about four or five years old. And um, a buddy of mine that I was fishing a lot with started fly fishing probably around 11 or 12. And uh, I just kind of thought it was pretty cool that he was tying up his own flies and catching fish with something he was making himself. And I sort of got, you know, into that to myself. And that that's how I started fly, fly fishing. And over there is mainly just for not so much for trout and stuff, but for especially pike and, um, and perch was what we were mainly fishing for. And then sea trout too. And I got to that later on in life. So that's kind of how I got going with it. What about yourself? Oh, yeah. What about yourself, Joe? I, I know we've kind of covered this ground before, but maybe you can uh, remind me uh, your story. How did you get started? Yeah, I was lucky enough to get started in uh, New Zealand, um, which had some uh, pretty special waters, and um, then continued that in Idaho. 
um, where I lived for a short amount of time and then uh, the waters of Utah. But I think it really wasn't until I moved back to Wisconsin and really got into fishing for a variety of species that, yeah, I really felt like a more complete fisherman in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, I know between the two of you guys, uh, I would imagine you've covered a lot of different species. I mean, you guys have been fishing basically all over the world between the two of you. <laughs> yeah, we always joke. Um, whenever we go out, it's always a new species between us because there's a th- you know a bunch of stuff I might have done that Jonas hadn't and a ton of stuff he hasn't that I've never never gotten to experience. So it always seems that every time we fish, we, we, we get pretty excited over something. Now, your guys' home waters, for the most part, are in and around the uh, Milwaukee area. So you're probably targeting some pike, too, out there, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's great pike fishing north of Milwaukee and all over the lakes in Wisconsin. So it's kind of a, a take your pick whether you want to be out on the lakes or you know, kind of target pike and a lot of our river systems. And the good old muskies. Yeah, and the good old muskies. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you got no shortage of options out your neck of the woods. No, it's pretty, uh, there's a lot of a lot of choices. Maybe you can go and fish small streams, rivers, lakes, big lake. I mean, yeah. There's, there's tons of good stuff here, so... Jonas, I'm really curious about how how you and Joe kind of got together and and started this business, Hufius. Tell us a little bit about that and how how things began for you. Well, basically, one day I uh, I was off work and I decided that I was going to go salmon fishing in one of the tributaries of uh, you know around Milwaukee. And um, I'd actually never really done salmon fishing before, so I just sort of got my eight weight and some flies and jumped in a truck and tried to find a place I had no idea really where to go. And I was driving down the street when I finally got around the river. I knew I wanted to try out, and I had no idea how to get down there. And suddenly I see this guy standing there getting his fishing rods out with a rod holder on top, and I thought, hey, I'll stop uh, about 20 yards next to him and pretend I know what I'm doing, and then I'll get in a conversation with this guy. And uh, that was Joe standing there, and we probably chatted for about an hour and a half before we even got going to, to the river. And, uh, well, that the funny story about this in the podcast is actually we got talking on my way to the river. I had listened to your podcast and I actually listened to the one where Joe was in it and he started showing me pictures from this Tarpenville trip he had had. And I was like, Hmm, that sounds familiar. I said, are you, the, you that Joe guy from the podcast? And he goes, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> so that was kind of funny how. I got turned out that way. Literally, same morning as I was listening to that podcast, I, I bumped into the guy. So that was that was random. And I was, then I was, those coincidences are pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was fun though. <laughs> and then we basically fished uh, fished all day, and actually had a really yeah. Like, we had some. We had a ton of excitement on our first day. <laughs> um, uh, we got to the river was totally blown out, and uh, knowing that some of the tributaries drain a lot quicker. Um, we decided to go after some of these kings and some smaller streams. And uh, I had kind of dialed in on one of the tributaries north of Milwaukee and um, took Jonas there. And uh, I was trying to tail this king and um, the trailing hook drove within millimeters of my bone as the fish jumped. And... um, 
I'm, you know, here with this new friend of mine and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but I've got to go to the hospital. Yeah, Jonas was quick to say he'd pull it out and then very quick to say, you need to go to the hospital. And um, so I ended up meeting with a hand surgeon that got it out. And the whole time Jonas is texting me all these kings that he's catching. And uh, I remember at one point he uh, said he had to take a little rest on the, on the bank because he was tired out. So he had a pretty solid day and I showed up after getting out of the hospital and yeah, we caught a bunch of fish that day. So it was a, a fun way to be introduced to one another. Well, the funny thing about that story is too, that the first fish I caught after you left had your fly stuck in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is one bizarre day. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Took me downstream where you had earlier dropped your glasses we couldn't find. Yeah. And as I'm landing the fish, your glasses are laying right next to it. It was, it was, it was yeah. crazy. That was a fun that's, day. That's good stuff, guys. So, well, let's fast forward in time to now. And uh, so how did Hufius come about, this outdoor marketplace that you've uh, got going? Yeah, well, it, uh, it kind of began with a conversation over at my house after fishing one day. And we were kind of just talking about starting up a simple little guide service. And we talked for about about four hours um, about the logistics of starting up a guide service. And um, all of a sudden, yeah, we were kind of wrapping it up. And Jonas was like, well, I've got this other idea, too. What do you think about it? And um, we kind of unfold it. And you know, a few hours go by and you're like, all right, I, I think we're onto something. So yeah, I'll let uh, Jonas kind of explain the rest. Yeah. No, yeah. That was basically it. I was sitting at home tying flies one, one night and I was thinking maybe try to sell some of the flies because basically not because I wanted someone to make money, just an excuse to make more flies. So I could have an excuse for my uh, fiance making flies all the time. But <laughs> and I thought, you know, if you post it on certain pages, uh, Etsy, eBay and stuff, there's a, it's a high sales fee, there's listing fees, and it just, there wasn't much left after you sold one fly. So I thought, oh, maybe there's some sort of business in this where we can create a little bit of a community within fly tires, and that's what we started out with, and then sort of branched into the hunting, camping, and and that when we sat down, I had a really good talk and did a business plan. So, but I think one of the things, um, just because I'm into social media and um, kind of follow some really nice fly tires online, and I'm always kind of wondering, like, geez, how do these guys begin to sell something that they've put so much craftsmanship into? You know, they don't really have a venue that works for them. So, yeah, that was something that we sought to create. I think the thing I really like about it too, Joe, is that you've got a real broad spectrum. I mean, you look at all the people that enjoy the outdoors. It's a lot bigger than the fly fishing community. No, you're absolutely right about that. And one of the things that you know, I've noticed with a lot of my travels is a lot of people that were into fly fishing were also into hunting to some extent, um, whether it be bird hunting or deer hunting or elk hunting. Um, so 
yeah, and all of them seem to be into camping. So <laughs> we just kind of put our outside interests and said, hey, you know, hopefully we can create um, a community in a lot of ways in this outdoor industry that seems, you know, more approachable. And, and more personal. Yeah. Was one of our yeah. things too, to be not just a big site that was selling a bunch of different stuff like, you know, yeah, like eBay or Etsy, but keep it as a niche and be personal with our sellers and our customers, like not yeah. our customers, but our, the people purchasing from the site instead of just being a business. So we're basically calling everyone that posts on our site, we call them our crew. Okay. So Jonas, tell us a little bit about how... Hufius works like um, where do where do they find you? How do they get involved? Well, we're basically just uh, the website online www.hufius.com h-u-f-i-u-s.com, and um, people will just go in and set up a, a seller's profile or a purchase or buyer's profile. And what we really were trying to figure out after. Well, what we really wanted to do was we wanted people to be able to customize their their items that they wanted to sell on our page. So let's say you're selling a closet and you want it to be customized into many different colors. We wanted a platform that was doing that. We found that with this platform we're doing now. So people can go in and post their flies, choose what, you know, set on their category, what colors they want to be able to sell, uh, what size hook uh, you can choose. So you, Sellers don't necessarily have to have a a bunch of stuff already tied up. They can have one fly tied up and post it on the page and have it customized from the, the the buyer, or the buyer can customize it. When you say that, Joe, that's you can probably explain it better than I can. But no, absolutely. And I think that the other arm of it is, you know, used equipment. I certainly know that. Um, you know, I've got tons of used equipment that I'm not going to end up using. And why don't I, you know, have a really easy streamlined way that has no risk on my end to sell that used equipment online. So because there is no listing fee. Yeah. And unlimited amount of listings. Right? That was the one of the major things that we really wanted to to give these Flight tires, game call guys, etc. That there is no, there is no risk to go and be a seller on our site. If you have to pay us any money, that's when you do a sale and you make money too. Yeah. So you don't have to wall it out. Anything. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot a little bit. What's some of the most unusual items you've come across so far? Oh, I think initially it was some artwork <laughs> um, that. Uh, which we actually do. It was a plan. This was the plan was we wanted to create a market for people that were creating outdoors uh, and kind of wildlife based pieces of art. And uh, yeah, we had, we had one guy that had some, some pretty wild artwork and he was pretty proud of it as well. It was uh, pretty expensive. Um, So yeah, I think that was the strangest one so far. So tell me a little bit about the spectrum that you're looking at. So are we talking bow hunting? Uh, are we talking, uh, what do you, as far as camping gear, what about climbing? Yeah, you know, um, you know that's, 
to be, you know, one aspect. And one of the great things about our platform, as we find a need for people that don't have a marketplace built out for them, we can customize our site in a manner that can give them exposure. And I think one of the things to really note that makes us different than your Etsy or your eBay, we want to help give these smaller companies in particular exposure that they couldn't get or afford somewhere else. So what we've done with people in the past is we've highlighted sellers on all of our social media. We've written blog articles about them and consistently posted. So it's a win-win because we obviously want that seller to succeed. And we, in turn, you know, it helps keep the lights on at Hufius. We're chatting today with Jonas Larson and Joe Davies of Hufius. Now, Hufius is an outdoor marketplace for all things regarding hunting, fishing, camping, uh, you name it, they probably they'll probably come across it on on their site. Um, you know what I wanted to actually ask you guys is tell me about the name. Well, so I think we were I was sitting at home and saw looking at uh, what what would you call a business like this, and I came up with all sorts of stuff, and I just thought it was kind of silly. And I I wrote down just uh, hunting, fishing, just saw keywords, and I was writing down hunting, fishing stuff, and. Joe and I sat and talked a little bit about it, and he came up, so I was, hey, we need to create a community, and but how do we do that so it you know, becomes a, a a part of the name, I think, was what it was. And I said, Hufi, uh, <laughs> and uh, then he said, well, let's do Hufi Us, so it's a part of that community, Hufi Us, Hunting, Fishing Us. Um, wasn't that kind of how we came yeah. up with the whole thing? Yeah, and, and again, I think it's representative of what, we want to accomplish as a business it's uh you know i think a lot of those really large companies do a great job marketing themselves but it's really difficult for somebody who's you know trying to make it as a fly tire or a rod builder um or a guide for that matter so you know we want to create a community where people can not only get their gear, but have questions answered by the blog and send us ideas or questions that they have. And, um, well, yeah. like an example, we had a guy that said, what about survival? Gear? Yeah. And we were at the fishing expo in Madison and I said, sure. I pulled up my computer. I added on survival gear to a category and he posted something right after. Yeah. So sort of being, available for our customers is very yeah. important to us to be a part of them. How does somebody go about setting up a profile with you guys? Well, it's uh, really quite easy. Um, there's just a link at the top of our page, and um, you can actually even just use your Facebook profile, and it'll generate all your information. You simply create a um, pat, uh, like username and password, it takes about a minute, two minutes, and set it up and link your PayPal to it. And then you can start posting from either your laptop or your phone. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty simple to do. Great idea. Kudos to you guys. I think, I really think you're actually on to something pretty big here. And I, I've seen it done in other areas, but um, 
there's not a whole heck of a lot out there in the kind of outdoors hunting fishing realm. Yeah, when I came with the idea of Joseph, and he said, well, it's got to be out there already. And I said, I don't think so. I've been looking it up for the last week, and I, I can't find anything similar to it. And um, I saw a study of marketplaces, saw just the business in general marketplaces, such as uh, Airbnb and Uber and Amazon is a marketplace, too. I would be very uh, successful. That would be nice. But, <laughs> but uh, it is one of the fastest growing industries in the, the u.s right now and um that obviously didn't hurt the idea either so now is for the moment is it uh, strictly in the united states or is there plans to go worldwide it can be worldwide and basically right now anywhere our payment platform covers can actually sign up the only issue is obviously shipping so we have a guy from from somewhere in in uh, Africa, actually, it makes some very nice flies, but the issue for that is the shipping for him. But we are sort of looking into how we can work on that. We're talking to uh, USPS and um, some and UPS and how we can do shipping through our page cheaper for our customers. But that's something where we need a bigger amount of traffic going on before we can really get to that point. But I think we're trying to yep, be slow with Canada, U.S. right now is, is the main part we're focusing on right now. Yeah, I can see a lot of potential for growth, though. That's uh, that's some good stuff. I want to take it down to the, the fly fishing level again for, for a minute, guys. Um, I'm really curious um, as far as, I know you guys probably spent a lot of time on the water. Um, Joe, we've heard some of your great stories from, from the trip that you did all over the United States. Um, what do you got coming up this year, Jonas? Have you got any um, big trips planned, or is, is the business kind of uh, front and center right now? Um, no, we actually, Joe and I are heading out for a, a few trips together. Um, on top of this uh, product website we're doing, we're actually about to launch our guide, lodge, and uh, outfitter website where fishing guides, hunting guides, uh, lodges, um, you know, Posted trips can post their their guide services and lodges, etc., on there too. And when we sort of talked to a bunch of lodges and stuff about it, we actually got invited out to a bunch of places to check them out and write about it on the blog and stuff. So we are well, where we're we heading. We're heading to Michigan yeah. for uh, some carp fishing, some big brute carp fishing. Yeah, <laughs> should be should be fun. Uh, we're heading up to Canada to uh, Shabu Lodge with Mr. Jerry. Uh, so that should be good fun. Yeah. And I'm heading down to Texas for a little little trip down there. And uh, then we are actually planning a, um, a host a trip to Mexico with Jufius, uh, which should be we're setting up all the guides and the, the, the lodging. Uh, right now, but it should be in October and November. Uh, so, yeah, there's a bunch of, of stuff coming up. So, yeah. And you, you're going to Colorado, right? Through? Yeah. Um, I've got the usual um, Mile High 25 lined up, which is a great tournament in Colorado. Um, I do every year um, with the help of Trestle and Mondo. And then, um, yeah, we'll be doing a, a – small little trip to alaska so my first time time up there to uh yeah fish the kenai am i coming 
<laughs> we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like you got no shortage of some amazing water to hit. Hey, when you guys are in and around your home base just outside of Milwaukee uh, in Wisconsin, where do you guys go to talk fishing? Is there a local shop that you like to frequent or a coffee shop or a brewery? Uh, what does that look like? Well, it's, I think, uh, really uh, unique in Wisconsin that, you know, you kind of just end up hanging out at somebody's house after fishing, whether you're, you know, drift in a certain river or, yeah, it seems to be uh, you're, you're just hanging out with your buddies wherever. I think we spent about two hours with the guy we met in the river the other day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Joe and I have been fishing all day. I think landed one. Yeah. One, one steelhead, and uh, this older gentleman comes down and starts fishing, and within like 10 minutes, he's landed three and hooked into eight, and we ended up chatting to him forever, and after he gave us a bunch of tips, and you start hooking into him. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. But, okay, okay, hold, hold, hold on a second here. <laughs> what was he doing that you weren't doing? Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, he was just um, using a Simple egg pattern, but really adding enough weight to get into the lower water column uh, in a particular area where where he knew that the fish were sacking up. He had been fishing the river for so long. I mean, I think he knew every rock in it. Um, well, I think we're. I think what he did, he just simplified it. Yeah, like we were trying to go too crazy on the nymphs and the yeah. streamers and stuff like and weight and weight. He just came down with it. That three millimeter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's soaking into him instantly. Uh, what color? Was it a natural egg color, like a pink? He did three colors. Yeah, he did a little clown egg. Um, it's mm. unbelievable. I we, we couldn't do anything but just laugh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was to, such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. We were just cheering him on and asking him to please net his fish if he needs a hand. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool when you run into somebody that has, and, and that's one of the things I love about fly fishing. People are usually very, very sharing with information. Well, he hooked us up, but he, he set you up with Ab- hooks and everything. Absolutely. He looked awesome. at my rig, and he was just like, oh, man, in certain waters, that's going to do great. But right now, like, uh, you know, let me, uh, you mind if I clip this off? <laughs> and um, he just kind of completely re-rigged me on the water. And, um, yeah, showed me this hole and you stood yeah. behind you for 15 minutes. Oh yeah. Cast and yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing about this sport is that I think at least in Wisconsin, we bump into a lot of those people. Yeah. It kind of, um, is, is, you know, fishing I think is so enriching on so many levels. Um, but to run into a character like, you know, Dave on the stream, uh, you know, makes it so much better. That's that's good stuff. Hey, maybe I can uh, get two birds with one stone here, guys. Um, describe for me your perfect day on the water. Um, how does that look? Uh, what species are you targeting? You know, does it? What kind of time of day you started? And just kind of just paint a picture for us, if you don't mind. Well, I'm an early riser, so I like to get up and get out of bed and sort of hit the waters before there's too many people out there. But I don't like fishing alone. I think that was one of the reasons why Joe and I sort of clicked too, because we've basically been fishing together, you know, ever since we met each other. And I would say my perfect day on the water, 
not rain, not cold, <laughs> <laughs> which is top in Wisconsin to get. Um, good friend. And uh, I don't really even need to catch anything. I think just being out there is awesome. We had so many good trips even. Yeah, I mean, I think some of our mem- most memorable trips are getting skunked. But, um, yeah, I guess uh, I think any day where you – you know, both of us are catching fish because you're just as excited for your buddy as you are for yourself when you're out there and helping each other land fish, um, particularly when they, you know, they're a little bit, little bit bigger, like steelhead or the kings. Um, but yeah, well, that's a good example. I stopped my first steelhead the other day, and yeah. we were yelling so loud, both of us, that people are coming down to see if we were excited. Both of us, high five, honking. It was awesome. So, yeah, for me, it's being out there with, with friends and meeting new people. That's the best thing I know. You know, you think back, like, I don't know about you guys, but I know when I was quite a bit younger, I'd go out on my own all the time. But it's there's something that's just missing now. I think the, the more time you spend on the water, the more you want to experience it with somebody. Yeah, I think it's about sharing that, that moment, right, when you catch something. I mean, even we were out yeah. in the middle of I took Joe out in my bass boat. We were trying to catch muskies in was that November or something. Yeah, or maybe yeah, October, November. It was freezing cold. We were out there for ten hours. Didn't get anything. At the end of it, we were trying to catch bluegills just to get a little bit of a target. <laughs> Didn't even catch a bluegill. And we came back and still talking about that day today. Right? Yeah, it was still a good day. But Jonas, if if you had to pick somebody that's been influential in your fly fishing who would come to mind well who would come to mind i would say there's in some sort of way since i started out traditional and my my both my parents were always very open to take me to a lake and drop me off and let me fish i'll say my parents probably are very influential with that but also my really good friend nickel who um uh from back home in denmark who after probably took a break of five or six years of fly fishing as I was playing professional sports and didn't have much time to part from practicing and, and, uh, playing tournaments. Um, and he sort of got me back into it again and I realized how much I missed it. And then after he got me back into it, we've been on fishing trips every year ever since, actually a couple of times a year ever since. So I would say he's, uh, he's the guy I would mention that has had the most sort of, influence on me getting mm-hmm. back into it at least um so that that was a big thing for me yeah uh, you just kind of piqued my curiosity there professional sports what what were you up to well i played uh squash which is uh if people don't know oh. it's sort of like a racquetball ish sport um so yeah i played squash for five six years full-time on the world tour and traveled around the world and um if I could, I had my traditional spinning gear with me just to try to catch some funny places, like pieces when I was in Asia playing or South America and stuff. So that was kind of cool. And now I, now I wish I brought my fly rod with me instead, but I still had a good time. So. Yeah. That's a crazy, crazy fast game. That is a fast game, yeah. That was when I was hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that that might be one of the reasons why we click so well together too, because we both yeah. in the professional sports industry, and and so that we travel a lot, we've seen all sorts of the same places, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, we like the same things. It's yeah, have a similar drive and ethos around kind of how we do business and want to do business. Yeah, I think 
we pair up quite well. What about you, Joe? Who's been uh, some of the biggest influences on your fly fishing? You know, in my mind, there was like, um, yeah, I was landing a, a steelhead the other day, and um, this little kid with a fly rod case came down and wanted to watch, and you know, I, I, you know, was like, absolutely, here, I'll show, I need to show you what I'm doing. And, um, you know, it was, yeah, my personal biggest and, you know, he got to kind of experience this with me and he was just so excited. Um, and (laughs) I asked him, I was like, where, who taught you to fly fish? He's like, I don't know. I just saw people in this river with fly rods. So I guess that's how they're caught. Right. And I was like, yep, you're totally right. And, um, I was, you know, I gave him a couple flies and, you know, that I knew were going to work. And yeah, I, that I guess is the biggest influence on me is having people that are excited and don't, you know, just take everything, I guess, for granted like that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in my mind. Well, I've talked to a lot of your, I talked to a lot of guys that you, uh, you know, the guys at Trestle, the guys at Mondo, and they, they all tell me, <laughs> um, that you are one of the most energetic, most, <laughs> uh, kind of infectiously positive guys on the water. And I get that. All, I've heard that from a lot of different people, Joe. Oh man, that's that, uh, yeah, that means the most to me because, uh, yeah, like I said, it's experiences like that, that, that really get me amped up or, you know, Jonas was joking about his first steelhead, you know, I, I think my voice might be cracked still from yelling so loud. We were so excited to land that fish. Well, we had been fishing for seven hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely try to bring the positivity to the river that I, I do in the rest of my life. Sounds good. So, you know, let's get back onto the uh, Hufius train here for, for a bit. Um, obviously, uh, Hufius.com. What about your, your Instagram and other social media handles? Okay, we, um, we're at our uh, Instagram handle is Hufius. Um, and our, yeah, Twitter is Hufius as well. Um, also being on Facebook, uh, we have a blog as well that's starting um kind of some articles that myself and some of the people that you know have contributed to hufius you know and i'm part of that community that we've grown are on there and that's at uh um and you know not only are those kind of sources of information but they're kind of the ways that we help market and give exposure to some of these smaller companies that we initially reached out to. Well, I think it's pretty cool when you get a couple of good buddies like yourselves get on this 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 business idea that I think is just a great idea, this outdoor marketplace uh, focusing on hunting, fishing, camping, fly fishing, just the great old outdoors. Um Jonas, Joe, we wish you luck, and uh, thanks so much for coming on the program. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, I know. We really appreciate it, and it's always great to speak with you. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by 
theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water. Thank you.